Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. I'll bet. Man, I bet you were smiling from ear to ear yesterday, weren't you? Uh, I couldn't believe it, but, I mean, the more I think about it, the less I like it. I don't think they're going to, I mean, I don't think they're going to win it, but I don't want to get too into it. So you're saying you're not a, you're not a now Brooklyn Nets fan? I mean, obviously I am. Oh my gosh, I, I can't stand you. <laughs> I mean, but I don't think they're gonna win it. I think there's just there's just so much. And looking at their team now, their bench is so bad. It's so bad. It is, man. And we'll if if Dinwiddie was healthy, then it's a different story. But the fact that he's out for the year, I, I I'm looking at their bench. It's so it's so rough. I mean, they got Shim and some other. Yeah, it's you know, it's definitely tight, and I don't know what kind of moves they could make to fix it. But um, we'll get into that part a little later. Uh, I just find it funny how the NBA loves stealing the show, man. They <laughs> like do. The president's I, getting impeached. <laughs> I I promise you, Adam Silver is so happy right now. It's so he's so happy that this news dropped. Because now the NBA, people are going to want to watch the Brooklyn Nets games all day long. And now people are like, oh, it, could this team beat the Lakers? And a lot of people do. So and it, it's intriguing the league. I guarantee you Adam Zoller was so happy that this move was made. Again, I can't hear you. Okay. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Okay, bad. No, I was going to say, so we're going to start with what was... I guess most important in sports, literally over 30 hours ago, which is the NFL playoffs. Um, until, of course, you know, the NBA stole the show. So, what I guess you pick pick any of the, the weekend matchups or the matchups we have this weekend, and, and we'll start with whichever one we decide from there. Um, I get, we can start out with the Saturday game slot um i think the first game is rams and packers if i'm correct i believe, I believe so um i really want the rams to win that game but they have a lot of yeah they are the first game i really want the rams to pull off the upset they won't the packers are t- are just the better team. Plus, it's going to be in Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Jared Goff's going to be playing with uh, two rods in his thumb in ice cold weather. Um, Aaron Donald, he's going to play, but he's not 100%. Um, Cooper Cup's 100%. Who, kn- who knows if Cam Akers is 100%. I mean, 
you know, if this team fully healthy, I could see it, but they're they, they're just not. And I think it's gonna be not it's gonna be close for maybe a quarter, but I think Aaron Rodgers are gonna take the cake, and they'll probably win by two by fourteen or seventeen points, in my opinion. Oh, so you think by the time it's said and done, it's a pretty they win pretty comfortably. Yeah, I just Aaron, you're giving Aaron Rodgers a a free week just to chill. And it's going to be in freezing cold. And I saw Jared Goff's stats in, the, in cold weather below freezing. He, yeah, I saw that. He's, he's terrible. So I don't, especially with him not being 100% with his messed up thumb, they're they're going to be limited on offense. So I, it may be close to the first quarter, maybe like 7-3 or 7-6, something like that. But then after that, it's not going to get any, any nicer. And it's going to be an easy win for the Packers. I agree. I think the same thing. I honestly, even knowing it's in Lambeau, if the Rams were healthy, like I knew I was getting, like you mentioned, a full-strength Aaron Donald, full-strength Jared Goff, I might pull the trigger and call that upset. Um, The fact that they're not, or I don't know, we don't know how, we know what Jared Goff's dealing with, we don't know how healthy exactly Aaron Donald is, but we know he's not 100%. I think that with the fact that it's in Lambeau, and I also saw what, what Jared does in the cold, I think the Packers will take care of it. I think it'll be closer than that. If I had to give, I really do think it's a good game all the way through. Maybe like a 30-24 type game, maybe 28-20. Um, what I think will be interesting is I think Jalen will do a good job on Devontae. The problem is Rodgers are going to throw him the ball 15 times regardless. So he could end up catching eight for 90 and a touchdown. And it's like Jalen did a decent job, but it doesn't matter just because he's going to go to him so often. Um, so I take Pack in that as well. I think they'll win. Um, what's the next game? What's the later Saturday game? Uh, the Is it Saturday, the Ravens? Yeah, it's the Ravens and Bills. That's the um, game. That's going to be a really good game. That's the one, and I don't know where you're going with this one. I actually like the more I thought about it, I like the Ravens in this game. Yeah, um, I want the Bills to win. I'm gonna be pulling for the Bills, but um, I'm not gonna be surprised if the Ravens won. It's gonna be snowing, which you're gonna be limited if it's snowing to throwing the football. You're you're gonna have to run it. You're gonna have to dominate dominate the line of scrimmage, which the Ravens can easily do. I mean, it's a more advantage for Lamar and his run and his running backs because, you know, you're gonna have to able be able to run the football because you're not you're really gonna be you're gonna barely be able to throw it. And Josh Allen's run game is weak, is really weak. So man, I didn't realize, or I mean, I didn't get to watch all of it, but he led the team in rushing last week, didn't he? Yeah, they weren't really dominating the line of scrimmage. And Zach Moss, you know, their backup running back, he's out for he's out. So they they signed Devontae Freeman to their practice squad. So they might activate him to to help with uh with their backfield, but they just don't have they don't have a running game and in the freezing snow that might be a that might be an, an advantage to the Baltimore Ravens. And I can see Baltimore winning this game, but I'm gonna be pulling for the Bills, you know. I like Josh Allen a lot. Yeah, 
I think this might be, let me make sure. I actually do think, I mean, obviously we know we'll get to it here in a second. Bucks Saints will be good, but this might be the best game of the weekend to me. Um, yeah. For the exact reasons you said, I think Baltimore will be able to control the clock better with the run game. Uh, the the Bills run game really concerns me. And I think, you know, they're so, I mean, it's kind of a, a smaller version of what Aaron does down there in Green Bay, but obviously he's Aaron Rodgers and, and as good as Josh Allen been, has been, he's not Aaron Rodgers. They're so Allen the Diggs dependent. I think that that mixed with their struggling run game already, you can kind of key in on what it'll be hard to do that alone just because it's cold, but you'll be able to kind of key that as well. Uh, the Colts gave them issues, and, and that didn't surprise me just because the Colts were a tough matchup within the game. His second playoff win, one in the second round. Um, I'll gladly see that as well. So I think I think it'll be a tight one. If I had to give a score, uh, I'd take Baltimore maybe that 24-20-ish. Probably a grimy game. Um, but I'd go Baltimore. If you had to pick, if you had to give a, a score, what would you say for that one? Um, gosh, I, I don't know. It's I tough. Think, I really, I'm not too confident in the one I gave. To be honest, it could be. I don't know what to expect. I just think it'll be close. So 24-20 is kind of just what I threw out. But I don't. Yeah, I, I really mean, don't. That's a good score. I mean, I, not a lot of points could be on the board. Um, Lamar did say this week that he hate that he's kind of nervous playing in the snow. Uh, but. That that's not a, not a bad score. Um, I'll go. I'll go twenty four seventeen. Just a field goal left. I really like that score, but I'm gonna go Buffalo. I think I think Buffalo's defense is gonna not make Lamar uncomfortable, but they're gonna make him force. They're gonna force him to throw the football. And it's going to be a struggle in that snow, and I, and I think Josh Allen is Josh Allen's going to pull it out somehow, pull it out of his ass. So I'm going to go 24-17, uh, Bills. Okay. Um, this next one, Mac, I don't like what you and you're a part of it, and the media are doing here with this next game and, and pushing this narrative about the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you go because I know you mentioned and I will say this before I do the sentence the phrase they could win yeah the Browns could win they, they, they're they capable of beating the Chiefs I don't believe for a second the Browns will win this game this weekend um, so what did you what are your thoughts on that one I mean obviously if I had my money, uh, I'd, I'd pick them. It's obviously the Chiefs, but I'm just saying don't sleep on the Browns. Okay. okay. Just, just don't sleep on them. They have the, they have the firepower on, at running back with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They can kill the clock. They can make drives along, make sure Patrick Mahomes is not 
not on the field as much as he needs to be. And and people are kind of doubting them. I mean, I doubted them last week. I thought there was no way in hell they would win that game. Um, and somehow they pulled out their butt and they were up 28 to 28 nothing. I'm like, okay, what? So, uh, you know, that's kind of slapped me in the face. So don't take them for granted. And, uh, you know, Sammy Watkins is talking all that trash. And the last guy to talk trash lost. Oh, boy. Lost. So, um, and plus, they haven't really played well, the Chiefs. I mean, they beat – here are their last few games. They beat the Panthers by two. They beat the Raiders by four. The Bucks by three. The Broncos by six. The Dolphins by six. The Saints by three. The Falcons by three. And then they sat their starters against the Chargers and lost. So they're they're winning close games. You know, every yeah. game they play, you know, the other team's in it. So and you know, the points is plus is minus ten, which I think that's a lot, especially after what Cleveland did last week. Um I might I might do Cleveland plus ten for that game, but I'm just saying, just don't sleep on them. I think if Kevin Savant is going to be back, their O line, they have like four new, they're their four starters coming back, and a couple of assistant coaches. So I wouldn't be surprised if they made this a ball game. Now I'm not saying they're going to win, but there's they have a chance if they can, can control the clock over the time of possession and limit Patrick Mahomes on the field. I they could they could win this game. Uh, I mean, I think we both agreed on this, and Mahomes has kind of struggled. I mean, struggled as a stretch, but then played up to Mahomes' level down the stretch. If if they can force a couple turnovers on him, and I lo- I mean a couple, not just one. I mean like two, two, maybe even three. If you turnovers on him, then I think it gets interesting. Um, I like I like the Chiefs pretty comfortably in this one, man. I think the Browns. The thing to me is okay. They beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was one in four. Was it one in five? One in four before that. One Everybody kind of one in three. They were one in four. One in three. Sorry, one in three. One in four after that. Everybody kind of knew they were a little suspect. Um, so them winning wasn't necessarily surprising to me. But I will agree how they dominated Pittsburgh. That's definitely something. Uh, that was the shock. Um, and I get it. They get. They've got a lot of momentum. They get Stefanski and everybody back. Um, I just, I don't know. I mentioned it earlier. I see, I picture them going down early, and and I don't see them being able to come back. Because if you go down early, unless you can keep it tight the whole way through, which, like I said, I, I think it can be a good game. But you don't want to be put in a situation where you're forced to get into a throw-off between Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes because they're trailing. And I, don't, I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to go down, maybe not right off the bat, but at some point in time, and, and they're just not going to be able to, to catch up or, or to to keep up with the Chiefs, and they're going to have to start forcing. And I don't – if they can't rely on the run game as, as the way to get the win, I don't like – and he's looked fine. That's not even a knock on Baker. Baker's played fine, but I don't like him trying to out-throw Patrick Mahomes down the stretch. Um, I do agree. I think 10 was high. 10 is a lot of points. Um, 
But it's one of those things at the same time I could see the Browns getting down and it kind of starting to get away from them. So I could see 10 at the same time. I think the Chiefs win comfortably. This is another one that I have no idea what kind of score I would give. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today. And you want to be honest, man, I, I couldn't – I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up – and I don't think it would end up as much of the margin as, as this game did, but this can go a lot like the, the national championship this did last this last week. Um, I think the Chiefs go up and just kind of widen the gap slowly but surely. Like I said, I don't think it'll be as bad. I could see maybe it – kind of what you said with the Packers, two touchdown, maybe even 17-point type win. But I've got – I think the Chiefs take care of that pretty comfortably. You – you saw what I, I said earlier about Odell. Yeah, they said they. Man, he is still a Cleveland Brown. I mean, I guess she's trying to say, like, you know, I'm not – I have nothing to do with this. I mean, maybe. I don't know. You can you think about it. Even fans, like if you're talking about your team, you say we. I, I yeah. I'm not going to be too into it, but he did. Come on now. He you said can they. make an argument for that. Like, you know, you, like you can read into it, but like maybe he's just like, you know, I don't want to take the credit for you know, all this. I'm going to say they. Or, or or maybe he wants out. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, you, you can play with all, with all what you want, but in my mind, I think he's just trying not to have an ego and say we like he's a part of the team but no i get because he could have he easily says we and people flip it the exact other way and they're like we <laughs> yeah hey, what did like, you do yeah so maybe i mean to me i think that's, that's what he's trying to do like not say like, like like look i'm not saying i'm part of this team i'm not doing anything but they the browns they're gonna make some noise but who knows i could be wrong maybe maybe there's more to it but but in my yeah. opinion, I think he's just not trying to take credit. Okay. And then we got the final game, the battle of the, the two old, old men, um, Bucks saints This is one that I actually – I don't really have too much too too much detailed reasoning behind it, but I've got – I'm going to go Bucks. I think it's hard to in any at any level, college, any high level professional sports, it's gonna be tough to beat a team three times in one season. Uh, I get it if you're just flat out better than them and you're better than them, which might be the case. But I just think um, the Bucks kind of have it rolling. Which at the same time, I hear a lot of people saying that, and then we look back at their schedule. Who have they played their last four or five? Hadn't it been all terrible teams for the most yeah. part? Yeah, the Bucks have played cupcake games to end their season. The Falcons twice, the Lions. The uh, their playoff game was against the football team in yeah, football team. The, the Vikings. Those have been their last five games. So all all teams below five hundred. Yeah, so they haven't beat a legitimate team since the Packers way back when. Because before those last games, they lost to the Chiefs by three and lost to the Rams by three. Um, I'm going to stick by it, though. I'm going to go Bucks. I think Bucks get this one. Um, you know, I just trust. It came down to really as simple as in, I'm, I'm putting faith in the GOAT. I think Tom will get this win. Um, I think this will be another 
if I didn't say Ravens Bills, this might be the game of the weekend as well. Obviously, you know what you got. You got Tom. You got Drew. Um, I just really like that Ravens Bills game, but I think this is another close one, and I'm gonna go. The Bucks will edge it out in a tight win. No, I want to say Bucks. I do think the Saints are the better team. And, I agree. And I want to say Saints, but then I'm like, like you said, it's really hard to go against the being at the same team three times in a row. You know, it's just part of me is like, well, that's why the Bucks get win. It's hard to be the same team three times. But I'm like to me, I'm like flat out, the Saints are better. The Saints are just better, a better team. Yeah. Period. Um. Is Drew Brees' last year? I this game has me going on both sides, but it's a lot like the Bills Ravens game. I could see it going one way, but I'm gonna pick the Saints. Okay. I th- I just think it's Drew Brees' final year. They're flat out the better team. I think Cam Jordan and that D line's gonna get after Tom Brady and make his life miserable. And he's going to have a rough day in that pocket. And Drew Brees and as Michael's, I don't think Michael Thomas, he hasn't played he's got the one now. since the first he's got game. One, I know he's got one touchdown catch. I think he got one last week. Or no, he didn't. No. I know he's got one touchdown catch the entire season for sure. Um, let me make sure. But no, what were you saying? Uh, I was saying like, he hasn't, you know, this is his second game against the Bucks. He hasn't played them since he got hurt week one. So I can see him being a huge factor in this game. And you know, him kind of being that X factor. Drew Beast's favorite targets back. Um, I could see. So, yeah, I'm going to go my final score. I'm going to go 31 27 uh, Saints. That's my score. I think, I think it's gonna come down to Drew Brees leading them down to the last drive, and he gives them a touchdown, and they win the game. I like that score. I'm gonna go. Um, I'll go ballpark of that. I'll say. I really like that score. Actually, I'll say. Thirty-five. You said thirty-one twenty-eight. 27, 31 27. points. I'll say 35-31, just to kind of keep it around there. We'll switch it up. I think it will be you know, one thing you can say. And it depends on how that pass rush that you mentioned of the Saints gets to them. But one thing you can say is they've got that offense clicking down to Tampa Bay. A.B. finally looks like he fits. Um, you know, I don't remember. Did Mike Evans play last week? Yes. He did. Okay. Because I know he was injured before that, the week before that. So, yeah, you've got all the weapons down there that Tom has. Um, I'm going to go 35-31 Tampa Bay. And I really – I'm the same way. And I, it's hard for me to go against the Saints because I think they're the better team. And even within, I think Kamara could easily prove me wrong and – this is a game I could see him kind of, you know, winning the game for them more so than Drew himself. But I'm going to go, yeah, 35-31 is mine. Um, in other NFL news, oh, I know we talked about this. Do you think any change on your opinion on the situation 
one guy got out of Houston, the other guy's still stuck there. You see Deshaun getting out anytime soon, or what do you think? No. Um, I changed my mind. I thought he I thought he was. But Dang. after but after finding out that you know the front office uh, or the coaching staff of the Dolphins are really high on Tua. And did you read that? Did you read, read that report or that that anonymous tip by the Dolphins? I did not. What did they say? So apparently there were some players that went to a reporter unanimously and said that they don't really see anything in Tua. Oh. <laughs> that they don't that they're that they were confused on why they made the move week seven they thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was the better better player they were really confused by that and they just don't see what the coaches are seeing like the coaches are really high on him and like giving him praise and the players are everyone's just like on the on I practice like it's not that good you don't see it yeah they're, they're like. He's a nice guy. He's really humble. He's a fierce competitor, but it's just he's just not there as a player. And they think that Ryan's was, and when when Ryan went down week seventeen because of COVID, they were just like, oh, like they they thought the season was over. So that's tough. You know, they, and it was like two or three, or maybe four players went to a reporter unanimously and just said that. So it seemed like to me that even the players aren't sold onto it, but the coaches are. So it seems like two is going to stay in, stay in uh, Miami, and they're probably going to have a draft of Vontae and Najee Harris in their first, their both their first round picks. Man, I don't, I don't hate it, but would you agree? Because I would, I would think this between those two, I would have thought if anybody said no, it would have been Houston. I don't. I'm kind of shocked that the team that was like, "No, nah, we're okay," is Miami. You're turning down Deshaun Watson. Like I get you like Tua, but Deshaun Watson's an established top five quarterback in the league. Um, so I'm kind of shocked that they were the ones who would be like, "No, nah, we're we're good where we are." Which I get. You got third and eighteenth pick. Um, and if you're going to keep it, we talked about this before. I like taking Devontae. I just not heard Najee. That's interesting. I don't – I'd have to think about that more. Um, I know Mike, he isn't too high on Najee. He isn't low on him. He just kind of thinks he, he's one of those products of Bama. I haven't really looked at him enough um, to make a decision on how I feel on Najee. So I can't speak to that. But, yeah, I don't hate the move. I'm surprised they're the ones that decided to do that instead of Houston. I thought my reasoning was going to be, I thought Houston would be like, well, you know what? Deshaun, I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're not doing it. We just paid you. Um, we're keeping you. Unless Deshaun decided to do what we talked about, which was go ahead and sit out, which I, hey, I wish he would, but I don't know if I could see Deshaun doing that kind of thing. Maybe the camps. I don't know if I'd see Deshaun sitting out games. Um, I mean, I watched him at that Houston Rocket game. I don't know, but to me, he looked kind of miserable. <laughs> like to me, it looked like like I'm just here just to make an appearance. Like he ain't there to be like be there, be there. 
Was this they, the recent Houston Rockets game? Yeah, like he was recently there and looked like he was just there just because he had to be, not because he wanted to be. Well, man, like, if I paid money to buy Houston Rockets tickets, a Houston Rockets ticket, showed up, got to my seat, and I got to watch fat James Harden instead of actual James Harden, I'd be pretty upset, too. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm just a little like with his mask on, like he was just not having it. Like he was like... He was just there to be there, but I mean, he has to make a trade. If I'm Deshaun, I want to leave, but yep. it's going to be kind. It's going to be kind of hard for him to leave now with that one, with Miami looking like they're going to want to keep to us. So you don't I see. Just, I'm trying to think. You don't see any package that maybe San Francisco could throw together or anybody. You know what. They're gonna they're gonna have to give him a quarterback. And what does San Francisco has what the twelfth pick? Something yeah. like that. Twelfth pick. Like maybe gonna, ninth. Maybe it might be no, no, ninth, ninth is Denver. Ninth okay. Is Denver. So they have the twelfth pick. I don't. I don't see it. That's. I mean, you're basically betting on either getting Zach. I Zach Wilson might go top ten. So. You, you know, I two the the two packs was too good to be true, my opinion. You know, I would take that in a heartbeat if I'm Houston, but it doesn't look like it. So I, I think Deshaun's gonna have gonna stay in Houston. That's unfortunate, man. That, yeah, that's that, that that's unfortunate. But um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You know, before we get to the main event that, that kind of just popped up yesterday, obviously, anything else NFL-wise that we want to uh, get into? The uh, 49ers, Stevens Corner, just got the Jets job. Really? I saw Urban got officially uh, Jacksonville's job, which is like, that's a great job. But the, I didn't know. Yeah, it was just now. It's like two hours ago. The Stevens Corner, Saleh or Salah, however you say it. Yeah. He, accept, he accepted the Jets job. He's going to be the New York Jets coach. Hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah, but how do you... you think that's a good job? Do you like that? Wait. I... I mean, for him... I don't know. I guess... I mean, the the dude has that energy. He... It seems like he's built a culture down there on the defensive side of the football with San Francisco. So I mean, it's not a terrible hire, but and he's bringing he's bringing the quarterback coach Mike Mike Lafleur, Matt Lafleur's mm. brother. Mm-hmm. He's bringing him over for uh, as the offensive coordinator. So um, it also depends on what, what they do in the drafts. I mean, partially to me, they should keep Sam Darnold, and they need to draft either and probably draft Devontae Smith. If I'm being honest. Yeah, if I'm the Jets, I'm driving Devonte Smith. Man, the Dolphins would be hurt. They would be hurt, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I would that, that that's what I would do, and give Sam Darnold some help, and then free agency, and you know, this is a big free agency spot because I think Aaron Jones is a free agent. Could go after him. I don't know if they, I don't know if they're gonna get him, but I'm just saying, hmm. uh, AJ Brown may be a free agent this year. I mean. There, there are multiple things. I mean, these are just hypotheticals. So I'll talk, but 
I think it's not that higher. If, if he can build a culture down there, and this draft right here is really important, they can they can make some noise in like two or three years. Obviously, not right away. Yeah. No, I think the biggest thing, and this is me, but you telling me just now was the first time I heard of it. But I think the biggest thing is, I feel like that almost has to give Donald another year, which with the new coach and as you said, bringing in a new a new guy for him. I like that. I'm not completely out on Donald yet as potentially being a good quarterback. Um, so I'm fine with that. And as the as for the job itself, yeah, you mentioned it. And, you know, he's real. I mean, he's intense. Uh, completely a complete switch up from before in, in Gase. So I like that. I just don't know. I don't know. I'll give it. I'll be patient with that one. I'll give it some time. The the Urban one, I like that one. Um, now, for me, in my opinion, Urban, and this is going to sound, I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but he has an expiration date, in my opinion. Everywhere he's been, he, he kind of has a clock. He's going to give you, I think we'll give him around six or so years. I had a friend mention it earlier. Um, but I like the job. I didn't realize they have, what, seven picks in the first four rounds? Yeah, they have They, they have a lot, a lot of picks. And they you're a lot, guaranteed a lot of you're getting Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. 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 They have a lot of cap space. You know, this, you know, they won't be good this year, but like, it's kind of like the Jazz. You, you know, over time, they can make some real noise. So, I mean, you got James Robson in your backfield, which is a good running back, which he proved himself as a good running back. Then, then you're getting Trevor Lawrence, potentially some more help on the defensive side of the football. You could. Like this team, giving some time can be really can be really good, and you know, I mean, us watching Colin Calico, I always do, and you know, he he made a good point. College football is not as fun coaching as it used to be. It's a it's a 365 day job. Like you're constantly recruiting, you're constantly going places. Like you know, it's it's a full on job, no breaks. And like pro football. You know, you're out of the playoffs and you're chilling. You're, you're not recruiting. You're just looking at the draft and just chilling at home, looking at the draft and trying to see who you're going to draft. So, I mean, this could be good for for uh, Urban Meyer. It's not as intense as college football. So, I mean, it could be good for Urban to try out the NFL. Yeah, and they still got They've got some names on that defense. They they don't. They've got a few pieces still on that defense. You got Miles Jack. I can't. I'm looking at some of the other guys. Like you've got. They've got some players over there. So there's potential. And like we mentioned, they've got all the picks. They've got a a, a plethora of picks. Um. So I like that hire, and I like that that position for Urban. Um. I will last between the two. And I guess it, it changes the the answer depending on if Deshaun stays or not. Um, do you think surely the seven or not seventy sixers the Eagles has to be the worst job in the NFL right now? Does it not? Oh, yeah, it's it's not even close. The Eagles' job is terrible. I mean, it's worse than the Texans. I mean, first off, you you got a you, you have a GM who has no idea what he's doing but yet thinks he knows what he's doing and tries to tell the coach what he knows. Like, that's <laughs> like that's the reason, like, Doug Peterson was okay with getting fired because he was tired of 
you know, the GM telling him what to do. He's like, let me coach the team. Like, <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, no. And so, and, and then you got quarterback controversy where everyone's just like, well, who do you go with? You go with Hurts, you go with Wentz. So, and then you have, then they have one of the oldest rosters in the league. They have one of the biggest salary caps in the league. It, that, that, that team's a dumpster fire. It's just a oh, yeah. dumpster fire. And the fact is, they can't draft. So it's kind of hard for them to get better when they don't even know how to draft. They've drafted one pro bowler in the last seven years, and that, and that guy was Carson Wentz. So they can't. And so I don't know why the owner, that owner is, is in denial about Howie Roseman, the GM, being the, the problem. Yep. He thinks everyone else is the problem but him. And all the Eagles fans and myself is like, bro, how do you not see it? How do you not see that this dude is the reason why they're, everyone's bad? But I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like, at, yeah, I guess the issue. Look, both the, the Eagles and the Texans have higher up issues from the top. Uh, we know about the guy who, who's over there calling the shots in Houston. And I guess, yeah, if Deshaun's going to stay, I'd agree. That's easily, easily a much better job in Houston, which looks like, as of now, he is. If Deshaun leaves, it's about just as bad, man. You're coming in with no picks this year. Um, I know they get picks back in the future next year, but it's still very little talent. You're starting from almost scratch. They're both terrible positions, for sure. Those are easily got to be the, the two worst positions, two worst jobs right now in the NFL, yeah, for sure. But- uh, yeah, right now to me, Eagles is the worst job to have, and then it's Houston. I mean, did do you see what Troy Aikman said about Doug Peterson? No. Uh, no. Oh, well, he had, like he interviewed, like he talked to Doug after he got fired, and Troy Aikman said from what he gathered from the interview, he he said that Jeffrey Lord, the owner, and him had a conversation on what the future for the Eagles was. And Doug wanted to move on from Carson and start with Jalen, start fresh with Jalen. And Jeffrey, Jeffrey, the owner's like, you know, no, let's stick with Carson. And that's one of the main reasons why he got fired is because he wanted to move on. And, and the owner said no. Oh, yeah, you told me that. And look, I said, <laughs> I get it. If I was paying a guy 30 some million dollars, I'd want him to play too. But it, I would have thought it would have been – Another one where that would have been vice versa, if anything. I mean, well, I mean, Carson didn't want to play for Doug. Doug didn't want, want Carson anymore. They both didn't want each other. So one of them yeah. had to go. So one of them had to go. And, you know, money talks and the contracts basically say that Carson has to stay. But to me, though, I mean, they've already interviewed the guy. They should go after Joe Brady. Joe Brady should be the guy they, they need to hire. He made he made Joe Burrow from an average quarterback to one of the best we've ever seen. Yep. So I think I think if anyone could fix him, it's literally Joe Brady. It's literally Joe Brady. Or go after Eric Bieniemy from the OC at Kansas City. Like one of those two guys. You know, like if those two guys can't fix Carson Wentz, then he's just flat out broken. Period. And he's beyond repair. So. Yeah. Because I was in agreement with you, too, and I think so was Mac, or not Mac, so was Mike. As much as we didn't like what he was doing this season and even last season, we all agreed that I would love to see him somewhere else, uh, give it another opportunity. 
to at least see if it was more of the situation itself or if it was him. So I I also wish they could have gotten him out of there and gotten him somewhere else. We named a lot of teams we would like to see. Um, but trying to think. On to uh, – so we'll start – because there's so much I know both of us. We've had a day kind of to think on it, and there's so much that's come out that we've seen. But what was your initial reaction to the news that broke yesterday out of Brooklyn, New York? Um, as My initial was like, well, no way. No <laughs> way they did it. There's no way they got it because – Part of me, well, I was talking to a bunch of my buddies from college. You know, some of them were thinking he he was going to go to Philly. And personally, I was like, well, no, I would rather keep Ben over James Harden. So I was like, well, no, James would fit a lot better than Ben would, all this stuff. He was, you know, he was saying some stuff that made, made sense. But I was like, there's nothing. I was like, no. If I'm the Sixers, I'm keeping Ben Simmons, but I could see that as a possibility. So when the news broke that he went to to Brooklyn, I was like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way they, they did it. And when I saw how they got him, I was a little Wait. intrigued. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. It's, they basically got nothing, but... At first, I, at, first, at first, I loved it. I loved the idea. And then the more the more I think about it, I realized how they the Nets kind of screwed up by getting James Harden. But I'll let you give your your initial reaction. Well, for me, man, so I saw it through y'all's message, y'all's messages, y'all texting about it, and. I don't know why I thought this, too, because there, there's no way that would have happened, especially with everything going on recently. I thought, OK, this is weird, but surely they lost Kyrie Irving. I, yeah. I don't know why that happened, but I was like, surely, surely Kyrie is not still there. Mac, when I found out they still had all three of them, my heart dropped to my stomach, man. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that video like Supreme Dream did with LeBron? He's like, I'm 36. That is so funny. I saw that video. I got so weak. I'm not Thanos. <laughs> I was so... Initially, I was like, oh, this is a disaster for us. Um, um, and then, like you said, I thought about it more. One, it kind of grew on me slowly but surely just because... I mean, it makes the league more exciting, like you mentioned. It... First of all, I find it funny how now this has happened. It's become Lakers, Nets. I don't think anyone's talking about the Clippers anymore. But it just makes – you mentioned Silver probably loves it. Everybody loves it. There's also a, a standout reason that I like it. But I'll I'll hold off on that for the meantime. Um, I will say this, and this is kind of when I thought about it more. I feel bad because I think Steve Nash is in over his head. And that's not a knock on Steve Nash, but he's now got three guys who, in their mind, and arguably so, were all better players than him. Um, And he's got to manage not only them on the court, but he's got to manage those egos and personalities. 
it's his first year doing what he's done. Anytime anything starts to go wrong, which they'll face some adversity, it's coming to him. Um, I don't know, man. He's in a tough spot. He he's he's learning how to coach on the fly in a situation where they're win now. Um, and I think you'd agree. This is even just this season. This has got to be championship or bust, is it not? No, it it, it clearly is. I mean, you got it has three, to be. You got, you got three three stars on your team. Two of them are top, probably are undisputably top ten players. Kyrie borderline top ten. Yeah. Um. You know, you got three pure scores on on your team. You know, to me, it is championship or bust. And you know, we you know, you brought the question up in our group chat. You know, who's under the most pressure? You obviously say KD, which is not which is not bad. But to me personally. I think it's James. I mean, the dude, first off, it didn't work in Houston. They He asked for countless stars. He got them, and he couldn't do anything with them. Couldn't do anything with them. And now he got himself out of Houston. He begged him to get him out. He got out. Now he's probably on the best, you know, he's got the best two supporting cast members he's probably ever had in his entire career. And if they, you know, he doesn't thrive, then, I mean, the dude's going to take a long, good, hard look in the mirror and just be like, it's your fault. Like, you know, we're I'm a loser because I'm a loser, not because <laughs> everyone else is a loser. Like, you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, everyone's holding me back. No, I'm hold- no, I'm, I'm the problem. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I agree. That's kind of what I was saying with, like, I mean, we both don't think either one's a bad answer. I think in terms of their individual um, resume or whatever you want to call it, legacy, Harden's can definitely get hurt the most. But, and, and like I said, I said it in the group, big picture, organizationally, or, or all of that is one guy is in the conversation. I know he's off an Achilles injury for, for best player in the world, if not top three, top four right now, just because he got hurt. And we did all this because of you. I mean, from most reports you hear, we didn't really care to have Kyrie Irving. We'll take him, but we got him because of you. James Harden is now probably here because of you. Like, this is, especially with what Kyrie's been doing recently, like, this situation, Kevin Durant, this is for you. You left. Because I find this interesting, too, Mac, and I was going to ask you this. Now, with the team that they have in Brooklyn, I saw someone ask this, why did Kevin Durant leave Golden State? And I think the answer almost has to be, and I'll explain why after I let you, you know, say why he just didn't like Draymond Green. Um, uh, uh, I don't think that. So no, like, like you'll get what I'm saying here. Why? Why did he leave Golden State? I mean, I think it's, I think it's because flat out, you know, here he he's hearing all this noise between us, the fans, and the people in the league. The people in the league are just like us. who are saying, dude. Your two rings don't count, you yeah. know. I mean, you you had the cake, the, the like the most rich cake, cakiest walk ever, getting the two <laughs> easiest rings no one has ever seen in this league. No, like no one's giving you respect, like flat out, like no one is. And he's hearing this not only from us fans but from the players as well. And some people think. While he was there, 
he wasn't the guy. They think yep. it was Steph's team from the get-go. Okay, he's hearing this, and he wants to be in that GOAT conversation. He wants to be the best player in the world. But yet people are still saying this, so he has to prove to himself and to prove to everyone else, yo, they couldn't win without me, okay? Like, if he wants a title this year, especially with these two players, especially with these two divas on his team, it's yeah. like, yo, yo, no, the Warriors needed me. I didn't need the Warriors. This is this is to prove to himself and the entire league he's one of the best he's the best player in the world. He's trying to prove that. That's why and he I, I agree it's kinda odd to, to disagree with the big picture, but I agree with everything you just said. But here's it's as simple for me as okay, you left the super team and now you, you're and that phrase is is tossed around loosely nowadays because you anyone you have to have stars to win. But you left and then you went and did the same thing in Brooklyn. This is, I don't care what you say. This is, I mean, you, you just squat it up with James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Um, so if it's like you felt like you didn't, I get, I guess the difference is the Warriors had won before. Is I guess the difference is what the situation is. They've already won without them. Um, but in terms of the talent, you, it was like, bro, you stacked the deck to do so. And he's, by all means, this is stacking the deck. Now, I'm not saying if he does win and they win, I'm going to say, nope, it doesn't count. I'm going to give it to him. But I just find it interesting. You know, him and Kyrie do it. It's like, okay, this is a very, very good ring. You went toe-to-toe with a lot of teams. You now have you, as you mentioned, you've got three of arguably the top 10, 10 to 12 players in the league. Um, I feel like it's less of a potential reward if you win, but more, man, if they lose, they're in trouble. Um so I don't know. I saw, and I know you were about to get into it. Or you kind of mentioned it. Um, the bench. Now, what is your, here's what I'll say on the whole bench point. So you think they're in trouble. And one of the reasons being because they lost pretty much all their bench. I mean, yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't have a center anymore. That's a big deal. But they, they don't have a backup center. They don't have a backup power forward. They don't have a. They don't have no. They do have, and they have a small forward. They have a shooting guard. They don't have a backup point guard. You know, their backup point guard is young. Mm-hmm. I really don't think they have. They have a four or five left on the roster besides Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. I I, I really can't think of. I think I looked at the roster. I was like, this is who scrubs. Are These are yeah, scrubs. Are <laughs> like. Like I'm just like, dang, dad gum, dude. So you're just relying on James Harden, um, KD, and Kyrie to drop 30 every night. That's basically what I'm, what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that they couldn't do that, but you know, those guys need need to rest. Yeah. You gotta rely on Landry now. Landry Shamet and Joe Harris play a, a huge important role coming off the bench. That so they're gonna have to give them consistent good minutes. And play well on both sides of the both sides of the ball. I mean, the more the more I, the more I look at this team, the less I like it. Especially on the defensive side. I mean, who's playing defense? Nobody, man. Katie probably might be the only one actually trying on defense. And That's been their problem before they got James Harden. And you had James Harden, who all known, <laughs> all world defender James Harden. Um. That's gonna be that's the biggest issue for me that they have is on the defensive end of the ball, defensive side of the ball. Um, 
And the thing about that is, I kind of go back to coaching with that is, regardless of how much talent you have, to a certain extent, obviously talent is what runs the league. You need coaching. And the one thing about all these championship teams, I know some people aren't too high on Steve Kerr. He did a decent job. He he changed the system and allowed Steph and Clay to do what they do. Frank Vogel, yeah, he had LeBron and AD. He had two of the five best players in the league. He got that team playing defense. Um, Steve Nash is new to this. That's the other part I was going to mention. Like, I don't know. There is so much this, so much on Steve Nash's plate. You have to, you need a good coach, and he has done nothing for us to. And I hope for the best of him. I don't think Steve Nash is bad. I think he'll be fine. It's just this is a tough situation. And yeah, you're asking, yeah, like uh, you're asking a first year coach. Uh, coaching ever in his career you're asking him to basically handle three drama queens yep and what i just don't like is they all three need the ball in their hands there's only one ball you know and the way i see it is they all three need it in their hands and someone's gonna get mad someone's gonna get mad someone's gonna go try and play hero ball and the other two are gonna get pissed Mac, I think we'd agree on the two that'll probably end up getting mad. I think we'd agree on those two guys. Well, it, well it, I think it, it differs. I mean, I can see KD getting really mad. Really? I, I can think... See, I can see KD... I can see Harden or Kyrie doing their thing, and KD's like, give me the ball. Like, <laughs> quit acting like a fool. Like, I can see Kyrie in every... Everyone's asking how Kyrie's doing. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> Everyone's like, so how's how, how's Kyrie doing? Like, he he saw himself as an equal to KD, and now he's a, he, now he's the third best player. <laughs> like, I keep watch. I've watched ESPN and Fox Fox Sports. They're all like, I wonder how K. I wonder how Kyrie's doing. I'm like, he's probably pissed. You think? I thought, I said that yesterday, man. I don't think Kyrie's too happy about this. Hey, you think in Kyrie's head, he thinks he's the third best player on the team? Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> he, I guarantee you, he thinks he's better than James Harden. <laughs> oh man. Plus, him and KD can be fine. KD can can play without the ball as much as the other two, at least. Him and James Harden, not only do they need the ball, they haven't, they don't do anything off the ball, and they haven't had to for several oh. years now. They just stand. No. Oh, oh yeah, I can, I, I can just see it now. Kyrie trying to prove himself to his teammates and to everyone, doing some weird dribble moves, and Katie's looking, looking there, just like, give me the ball. <laughs> Stop embarrassing yourself. Like I, I mentioned it earlier. He's already I mentioned it earlier. Kyrie's already taken more shots than KD. Like, KD's averaging more points. Like I guarantee you, I can I could totally see KD going to the front office and saying, Look, we messed up. <laughs> Kyrie. Kyrie ain't it, dude. Like we we gotta get James. And do you trade Ky- I would. I might try Kyrie. Listen, I was wondering if you were going to go there, Mac, and honestly, I I might. I don't know if – I mean, he's a superstar, so I'm sure in his contract he has a no-trade clause. But, man, if him and KD weren't best friends, I think Brooklyn would already be thinking about it. How savage would it be if KD went up to the farm and said, now trade him. Trade him right now. 
<laughs> sorry, Katie. Sorry, Kyrie. But this this is business, son. Oh man, Kyrie retired to heart. He would retire at that point. I don't think Kyrie'd be doing that. <laughs> he hates basketball. He's like, I I hate this game. Screw it. I'm out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess I see that happening. But... No, nah, this is gonna. They're gonna be entertaining to say the least. Kyrie. All the memes and all that stuff from yesterday was hilarious. The picture where it was like, yeah, the Nets looking scary, and it was a picture of Kevin Durant and James Harden with the blank spot next to it. That's funny. I've, I've seen one like, this is the Brooklyn Nets. One's invisible, one's KD. <laughs> the other one's like this fat-ass dude <laughs> with, with, the, with Harden. Like, I'm like, bro, this is too funny. And it's going to be so much fun to see them all three out there together struggling, figuring out what to do. Yep. Yeah, every, everyone's gonna have a field day with it. <laughs> I don't actually. The more like, like I said, the more I think about it, I don't like this team. This is a terrible move. And, <laughs> and I you, think you, you lost Jared Allen. Jared Allen's a really good center. I think he was leading. I think he was like, the better one out of him and DeAndre Jordan. And he just went to the Cavs. So went to the Cavs. And then Karis LeVert, I really like Karis LeVert. Yeah, he'll be good where you want. He'll be good in Indy. He'll that be was fun. A, that was a good good trade by Indianapolis or Indiana. That was a good trade to get Karis LeVert out of instead of Oladipo. I really love that move. And a lot of people are hyping up that Jared Allen move. You know, that that trio now of Garland, Sexton, and Allen for the for the future. I kind of like it. Have you seen how many bigs they have in Cleveland now? They're going to have to trade Andre. I don't want it. They haven't traded him yet. Yeah, they probably can't find anybody. Probably, yeah, probably because of that contract. <laughs> They're like, this ain't worth it. Kind of like Kevin Love. Like, you know, I would trade Kevin Love, but man's making like $38 million a year. So it's kind of hard <laughs> to, to trade that to somebody. So uh, I, could, I think even <laughs> like we're looking at this four-way trade now. Houston got a lot of picks and they got, I mean, Oladipo, he can still play. Did the Nets lose this trade? I think they did. They highly <laughs> lost this trade. They lost, what, like four or five picks? They lost Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. That, those are two young studs. I mean, for a James Harden, he might be washed in like two or three years. I, 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 I hate it. I hate it, actually. They won't be able to stop a nosebleed, man. Oh, I swear, dude. They're gonna, it's kind of like the Clippers. They're just screwed, like, <laughs> with the Paul George trade. Like, if they don't want a title, it's going to be worth If they're like, wow, we just screwed up our entire future for nothing. <laughs> hey, Mac, not only when they don't win a title, but so I'm not as – I mean, the more and more you talk, the more I'm kind of starting to see the picture. But I think they're – they could win the championship, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. And how bad would this be? Say they lost to Philly or Boston in the second round. I, I, I'd be weak. Then I'd, what be, you... <laughs> I'd be so weak, bro. KD, KD, would be, KD would probably ask for a trade. <laughs> KD would probably be like, get me out of here. Okay. I can't. Oh, Because I think he's got to opt out after this year. He, he can opt out. On his contract. Uh, hey, didn't he want to go to the Knicks? He wanted to go to the Knicks, bro. And Kyrie's like, nah, <laughs> Nets. Hey, Kawhi hit up KD. He's like, hey, Kawhi's like, hey, KD, 
media clips. He goes, nah, bro, come to the Knicks. And, and Kawhi's like, pass. I ain't going to the Knicks. <laughs> uh, and look, he made the wrong decision, too. Look at him. He stuck with Paul George. <laughs> um, They got a good team. They just, uh, first off, uh, first uh, off, they need to learn how to hold a damn lead. Like, last night I was watching them play. They're playing the Pelicans without Lonzo, Eric Bledsoe, and Zion. And they were having, like, a 15-point lead and almost blew it. I'm like, bro, does this team not know how to hold on to a lead? They don't. And I think that's – well, obviously that's their problem. But I think that's one of the issues with having a leader like Kawhi, who, who's kind of a laid back. They've always been like that. They they take their foot off the gas. And that's their biggest issue is they're not always – you know, they're not always full throttle. They cruise a lot of times. Um, so until they get that fixed – I don't think they're – I think they're in trouble big picture in terms of a title until they can solve that because they do that against random teams. They'll do that against, like, the Kings on a, on a Monday day – on a Monday night at home. So, right, I, I just, I mean, they still got a good team, bro, but they got to learn how to finish. Yeah. If they can learn how to finish, they can they can make some noise. But, I mean, I think, every, like you said, no one's really talking about the Clippers anymore because we saw what they did last year, and, the dude, they, they just – Sold, and I don't expect them. And I don't expect them to win it, win it this year. They just unless unless they do something different, I don't know what they're gonna do. I will say, um, you know, before we leave the Nets, what's disappointing to me is that one of the most under-told or under, uh, I guess I don't know how you would say it, push stories in the NBA this season is how good Kevin Durant has actually been off an Achilles injury. Like, he's been Kevin Durant. But the only thing you hear out of Brooklyn is whatever in the world Kyrie's doing. And for whatever reason that may be, and like I said, I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but I think that's – we mentioned, you saw and you sent the Bleacher Report, the top five guys for the MVP the other day. I think I'd have KD right there at six. KD has been ridiculous this season. Um. But you don't hear too much about it, man, just because all the talk coming out of Brooklyn, New York is where in the world is Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Whether it's a birthday party or a Zoom meeting. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. We um, might not see those three in the court for the next month, man. I think because Katie's back to being his normal self, we're just okay with it. Like, yeah. we're not – like. It looks like he didn't even tear his Achilles, so I think we just forget that that actually happened, you know? Okay. Like, KD is just back to being KD, and I, th- I think you're right that we're not really giving that much appreciation, like, you know, appreciating how good he's, he still is. But I just, I mean, I guess it's, I believe that's just because we, we realize that he's the same guy and we're, and everything's right with the world with him being back in this league. But I don't know. I just, you know, I'm starting to feel bad for him. I mean, he's, he's got to deal with all this BS. Yeah, man. Him and poor Steve Nash. Oh, well. I mean. The Brooklyn Nets, they don't know what they got themselves into. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can see, yeah, I, yeah, this is this is a dumpster fire waiting to happen. 
<laughs> like uh, it, like like in like in two months we we see them all like hitting each other. We're all like, oh, no one's gonna be surprised. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna be surprised if there's like chemistry issues and like yelling at each other. Oh, it'll be fun to watch though. That's for sure. I want to know whenever. Probably be not too long, maybe three or so days. Well, I take that back. I was going to say we get to see all three of them on the court together. But Kyrie, I'm pretty sure now that he's missed so many days and in the, the photos of him at whatever he was at, the birthday party came out, he has to actually quarantine now. Yeah, he's he. we, we don't know when he's going to be back. Yeah, so not only do we not know when he's going to come back himself, but whenever he decides that, he's got to sit however long that period is. So we might not see those three on the court together within the next month, man. Yeah. But is there any other... I mean, they kind of took the cake, obviously. I don't know if there was any other NBA news that I really wanted to to hit. Um, besides well, that... Well, it just called me, caused me six cases a day, though. It sure did. Save me six cases, man. Goodness, because that was looking the, – the Rockets were in 14th place in the West. Yep. And right now the Blazers are tied for third, but they're they – have, they, have, they have a lot of problems. I'm watching them play right now. They are so bad on defense. They are. They're, they're so bad. Atrocious. They're getting blown out of the water tonight. I expect it, though. Who are they playing tonight? The Pacers, they're, they're playing a back, a back to this is their second back to back game. They're they're gassed and yeah they're putting scrubs in now. Hey, that's one team that when they run out of gas, they're in trouble because they're so Dame and CJ dependent. Yeah, yeah I I watched I watched their their game last night with the Kings, dude. I was like, this defense is, is atrocious. I'm like, they're in a shootout with the Kings. <laughs> and they can, they can like they they have the best one of the best offensive firepowers in this game in this league, but they just don't know how to play defense. Not they just one. Flat out don't know. If they can learn how to play some some sort of defense, they could be a legit contender. But I'm, I'm like, good lord, son. I mean, they they won one thirty to one twenty six last night. I'm like, how? It's good. the Kings. Okay. But. Yeah, it is what it is. And I haven't house. watched. I gotta be real. I haven't watched really any of their games besides the one they they took down or they took the Rockets to the wire at the beginning of the season. But from all the highlights that I've seen coming out, it looks like CJ's been playing just as well as not maybe better than Dame this year. So yeah, far. yeah, no, yeah. He's been in his bag. Uh, I mean, the stats. I think they're almost even. Dame averages 27, 5, and 7, and CJ averages 28, 4, Jeez. and 5. So, All-star CJ, huh? Probably his first all-star appearance. Good for him. But hold on. Let me see what they're doing right now. All right. Their box score. I'm looking at the box score. Yeah, they both had, they both had 22, 4 and, 4, and 6, but they're, they're done for the night. So... Mm. Now I was just going to say Lakers look like the Lakers look like besides maybe if you want to argue Philly, they like the best team in the league so far. Philly is in the league as well. I don't know what y'all would. One of my buddies from college, he's like you. He's sold on Philly. I don't really see it. 
You want me to be honest, Mac? I do it every for the last, and you know this, you know I like Embiid, but for the last two, three seasons, I've done it every single season. Um, and I'm going to do it again this season. That's why you notice I snuck it in there. Uh, uh, Philly uh, somehow upsetting the Nets, but I like I like Philly and Adam Curry. I like that a lot. The thing for me, I think here's part of the reason I've always been so or kind of been high on Philly. It's out of respect in terms of me being a Braun, a Lakers guy. I actually think, believe it or not, and this is obviously pre pre Nets. I want to see them play before I can say that. That's the team that most scares me in terms of in a in a championship or in the finals in a matchup with the Lakers, just because they match up the best. I mean, you can throw Embiid at AD and they'll go blow for blow. Embiid's inconsistent, which is the issue, but in terms of just the matchup, they can kind of you know cancel each other out to an extent. I mean, you can put Ben Simmons, who can defend one through four, one through five on LeBron. And is arguably a top five defender in the league. I don't like that too much either. And they're surrounded by shooters. So that's part of the reason I've been so high on Philly. And I still am. I like Philly a lot. Um, now is an easy time to say that. Because they're the best, if not second best team in the league. But I wouldn't be surprised if they stayed in that spot up there in the East. Um, you, you do not like Philly. You, I wouldn't say that. You don't I mean, like, I you don't like Joel Embiid. I mean... I wouldn't say that I don't like Joel Embiid. I'm just not. He's not high on my list, like like yours or some other people's. I just don't. He's. I mean, he's just to me. He's way too inconsistent. Yeah. Like there's there's some games that he looks like the best player on the floor, and some games it looks like he shouldn't be. He should be out of the league playing the G. G League. So, so I mean, he's just to me. He's just too inconsistent. I mean, they're starting hot right now. The nine and four, they're the two seed right now. Uh, they can. They blew out the Heat tonight, which kind of what actually was pretty good. Um, Aren't they still getting destroyed by COVID, or is that kind of dwindling? They down? are. They are. Yeah. They had Bam, Jimmy, and every rally didn't play, but. There, I mean, they have they have potential. I like Ben. I like the team. I mean, to me, if you trade somebody, it'd be Embiid. But right now, what what they have is working. It's clicking. Um, I just gotta see more in the playoffs. They yeah. haven't really done anything in the playoffs. Like two years ago, they had a loaded roster with Ben Simmons, JJ Redick. Um, Jimmy Butler, Tobias, and Embiid only went to the second round with that. And then last year, they obviously injuries. They were out in the first round, so I just need to see what they do in, in this in the playoffs because they haven't really given me something yet. But if I could see more at that point, then I I'll understand the hype. But and there are. To be honest, there are a few teams I still want to see more from in the league, which, you know, that's obvious. It's early. I've been watching, and this is shocking, besides the Lakers, the team that I probably caught the most games of this season, I've been watching the Warriors, and I still, I'm not sure what the Warriors are yet. So I want to see more of them. Um, as soon as Mike and I start praising our Hawks, it felt it, they started sliding. So I want to see what they'll continue to do. They're concerning me. Um, 
But no, those would be the two that I'm the most intrigued to see kind of what they do over the rest of the season. The Warriors have been really interesting to me, and I wouldn't even say entertaining. Just I have – we're now, whatever we are, 10, 11 games in? Yeah, we're about 11, 12 now. We're at 11, 12 mark. I still have no idea where they'll end up. Right now, I want to say they're in fifth or sixth. They're, um, they're seven right now. Seven? They're, they're aren't seven. a lot of teams tied with them? Well, they're six and five. If they lose this game, which they look like they will to the Nugs, they will drop to the outside of the playoff. That's tough. But, I mean, I like this Warriors team. They just got to learn how to make shots. Yeah, man. It's just playing simple. Kill you, Brain, and Andrew Wiggins. You know, those are two guys, you know, who should be, you know, giving you 15, 17 a night, and they're more like the Brick Bros. <laughs> they're more like the Brick Bros, not the Splash Bros. But, I mean, those two guys got half the path to play better, but I like I like the Warriors. I think they, they have a team. I think if they, obviously, if they had Clay Thompson, I think that they'd be probably around the two, three suit right now. But... And I said that was wrong earlier when we first said it, but I I agree with you. I think they'd be right there in that two three if they had Clay. Um, I mean they're they're losing. Uh, they they beat the they beat the Clippers. You know they lost the Pacers, barely beat the Raptors. I mean they're doing this without a guy who's giving them twenty five a night. So that's a huge factor. But yeah, and their best defender now that I mean Draymond's kind of started to. Wiseman's good on both sides of the floor, but he's a rookie. Draymond's kind of – he's still important for them in terms – I've seen their record with Draymond is, I want to say it was 3-1 and one or 4-1. and one. They're about to lose tonight, obviously, but he's kind of declined a little bit. Um, so, Clay is their best defender as well, and, and and losing that, you know, like you said, the points and the defensive production, yeah, that hurts. But I don't know. I'll, I'll, if I had to guess – I think they'll make the playoffs for sure, but like I said, I have no idea where they end up. Um, trying to think, I think that's really, unless there's anything else you got, I think that's about all that I've got NBA wise as well. Yeah. All right. Well, we got NFL playoffs this upcoming weekend, uh, round two, we'll, and then we got, you know, we'll get to see. Eventually, we'll get to see the Nets in action. I doubt we. We'll at least get to see James Harden play a game with the Nets uh, soon. But as always, if you made it this far, I appreciate you for listening. Um, Mac, I'll see you later, my man. And no hat. We're out.